You're listening to episode 108 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we are talking about a topic that has been much requested. Um, I also put up a poll on my Instagram stories a few weeks ago. If you have not uh, connected with me on Instagram, I would love to hear from you. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach. Um, that's G-O-U-G-H. <laughs> and I would absolutely love to chat with you over there. I love connecting with everyone uh, over on Instagram. So um, this has been very requested. A lot of people have reached out to me about boundaries and boundaries have come up on a lot of the episodes, various episodes in the past, but I haven't really done one completely dedicated to boundaries. Um, and I have been really taking a close look at my own boundaries in various parts of my life, uh, like personal business, all the areas. And I think that it's just a really important topic. And I love that more and more people are becoming more interested in it too, because there's definitely this shift where a lot of us are starting to recognize that we don't have boundaries where we should. And ultimately that responsibility is on us to create those boundaries as well. So basically what boundaries are is like a set of basic rules or guidelines that we, that we choose and we set to determine what kinds of behavior we'll tolerate. So either from ourselves or from other people. And many of us struggle with boundaries, either not, not knowing where we need to have them, how to enforce them, or sometimes we don't even realize that we have boundaries that are being crossed. So sometimes we don't even notice when someone is crossing them until they have already been crossed (laughs) too. So it can sort of be a bit of a, it's a little tricky. And this is where a lot of us get stuck on boundaries. This is absolutely where I've gotten stuck too. Boundaries basically determine how we want to be treated, what we'll tolerate, and they reflect our personal values. So they're especially crucial in relationships, both with ourselves and with others, and can really determine the health of those relationships as well. Because when we have poor boundaries, we end up in unhealthy relationships. Again, that can also apply to the relationship with ourselves. If we have a really unhealthy relationship with ourselves, we probably have poor boundaries with ourselves. And in terms of unhealthy relationships uh, with other people, especially things like romantic relationships, but this can also apply in the workplace or in friendships, anything like that. I wanted to refer you back to episode 104, uh, Gaslighting and Manipulation with Megan Campbell, because she talks a lot about what basically gaslighting and manipulation are what can happen sometimes when we don't have maybe quite as many boundaries as, as we should. And again, that can also be one of those situations where we don't even necessarily realize that our boundaries are being crossed until someone has already crossed them as well. So check out episode 104. It's been really, really popular. And I think it's a really, uh, really great one to check out in regards to that. And Megan talks a little bit about boundaries in that one as well. So there's various types of boundaries. So number one is emotional, such as there's so many examples for crossing emotional boundaries, but 
One of the ones that came to mind are things like asking people really personal questions, like super personal questions. One example maybe would be when women are regularly asked when they're having children or why they don't have any. And for many people, especially for many women that I know, uh, myself included, it can be kind of crossing a boundary. Like it can just feel so personal. And there are so many different reasons why people maybe don't have children or don't have children yet. And they might not want to discuss that with you. So that can be a really tricky one. I know I've talked to, to so many people who have experienced the same thing, that it can be very jarring when, when, when we, and, and it's often always seems to be women. Most people don't go up to men and say, hey, why don't you have any kids yet? <laughs> but for some reason with women, we get questioned on that so much more often especially around, you know, a particular age bracket and stuff like that. And that can be an example of a boundary being crossed, uh, psychological boundaries. So that would kind of, uh, tie in with, I mean, with the emotional obviously as well, but also kind of tie in with the gaslighting and manipulation that we were talking about, uh, emotional abuse, things like that. Physical boundaries. Obviously this can cover a very wide range of issues. It could be everything from People standing too close to you when you're waiting in line at the grocery store and it feels like they're kind of encroaching on your space a little bit to like actual assault, right? There are so many different examples of all of these. I'm just, I'm just listing out kind of the, the very basics here. Um, some other things are other types of values, like th things that you are not tolerant to, like racism or sexism or bullying or violence. There's, there's so many examples here. Another example of boundaries can also be other things like how you spend your time or creating boundaries around protecting your energy, um, expecting to be treated with respect, maybe standing your ground against someone who doesn't want to take no for an answer. It's many of our boundaries are assumed. And what I mean by that is there are things that um, one just generally knows as a human being is crossing a boundary. And they're the much more obvious ones. But there's other boundaries that we might have that are maybe passed down to us from our family. Um, and until we set boundaries of our own, once we've realized what works for us as individuals and what doesn't, along with what really feels right too. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. But here's the thing that I want you to know the most about boundaries. Boundaries are going to come with a lot of uncomfortable conversations, <laughs> a lot of uncomfortable conversations and people will test your boundaries to see how serious you are about them as well. And some people might be upset when your boundaries no longer benefit them. And they might think about you differently when you put a particular boundary in place. But what I really want to stress here is that a boundary without consequences is just a wish or a hope. And you have to let people know what you'll tolerate. So we talked about that with uh, Tori Aletto in uh, episode 102. That was an awesome, awesome episode. I really recommend that one. She also got into boundaries a lot. She had some really, really great advice there for us. And this is the problem is that if, if we put a boundary in place, people are inevitably going to test it. And we do this too. Like we ourselves do this. We, we often will kind of test other people's boundaries without even necessarily realizing that that's what we're doing. But if someone puts a boundary in place and we test it and they immediately drop that boundary, then 
we get to recognize, okay, well, then I guess they are cool with that. And there is no boundary there. So this is the thing. There have to be consequences for people crossing the boundaries. And that might mean, you know, a, a conversation about it, or it might mean saying no to someone where previously maybe you had said yes, or maybe spending less time with someone who is taking advantage of you. Whatever it is, no consequences also mean that you're full of fear. It's, it's approval-seeking behavior because you don't want to rock the boat or piss anyone off. So it's kind of like this people-pleasing that's, that's coming up, and it's preventing you from putting these boundaries in place and actually enforcing them. Sometimes I think that it's especially difficult to, and again, this is like a biased opinion, of course, but sometimes I feel like as women, we can feel like we aren't as entitled to boundaries sometimes because we can sometimes be judged more harshly than men sometimes are for setting boundaries. For example, things like um, other people putting their opinion, their opinions upon us uh, for putting a boundary in place. Maybe when we put a boundary in place, we are being judged as snarky for being direct as well. Um, as someone who is very direct, I have definitely gotten that one before. Uh, maybe being, being or feeling selfish. You know, maybe people are thinking that we are selfish for taking time to care for ourselves before we start caring for everyone else. That's a really common one for so many women that I've talked to as well. So it's, it's tough. It's tricky. This is not an easy thing to do. And this is why boundaries are such an important part of the conversation because so many of us are having a really tough time with them. And boundaries essentially are going to highlight that what you're not willing to walk away from is where you'll get stuck. Because if we keep allowing people to cross our boundaries continuously out of fear of the fallout or what would happen if we actually enforce those boundaries, we get caught in a vicious circle that's going to leave us feeling depleted, lacking in energy, and usually angry and resentful. And we often associate boundaries from this lens of putting up obstacles to protect ourselves and kind of isolate ourselves, such as saying, you know, no more to shit that doesn't work well for us. So saying no more often, right? But what about putting boundaries in place that feel extra good to us and you can actually look at it in a really positive way because saying no, while ultimately that, that boundary, depending on the situation, can end up feeling really great as well, we tend to have a bit of a negative association with saying no and turning things down. So, but it, putting boundaries in place doesn't have to mean situations where we say no. Boundaries can look completely different than that. For example, like giving yourself the boundary that you are going to choose to take 30 minutes every day just for you to do whatever you want. That there's no agenda for those 30 minutes. You can nap, you can read, you can go for a walk, you can even just watch TV if that's what you need and, and it's going to bring you joy. Whatever you want to do for those 30 minutes and that can be a boundary that you put in place. So while that's not really technically saying no to something, by putting the boundary in place that you are going to protect that 30 minutes of time, it does kind of mean that you're going to have to say no to something else because we don't have a finite amount of time in the day, right? We all know this way, way too well, <laughs> but we have to look at boundaries a little bit differently because I, I just feel like sometimes boundaries can feel really scary and almost kind of negative and uncomfortable. 
But a lot of times not having boundaries is going to end up making you way more uncomfortable. So it's kind of like just having the discomfort up front rather than pushing it off until later and making it worse. Another example is uh, boundaries like letting a friend or loved one know that you really want to give them your full attention. They're coming to you with a problem or something like that. I've, I've had this happen multiple times and I've really been challenging myself to practice this more and it's actually been really helpful for both me and the people that are coming to me. So if I have a friend or a loved one that's coming to me with a problem and I'm already feeling stressed myself and overwhelmed and uh, just not in a good place to be able to fully focus on them and give them my full energy and attention, I have started saying to them, you know, I really, really want to dig into this with you. I'm not in a great place to give you my full attention and focus at the moment. Can we discuss this and kind of meet back on this tomorrow or, you know, at X time or whatever. And then I really want to dig into this with you deeper to make sure that you're feeling better as well. And that boundary protects you and it protects your loved one because they're not going to feel great if you don't have that boundary in place and you're feeling stressed, you're overwhelmed, you're pissed off about other things happening and they come to you with a problem and you snap at them or you, you know, they can tell that you're 10 million miles away and that you aren't even focused on, on them and, and what they're trying to discuss with you. That's not going to make them feel good. And you're not going to leave that conversation feeling great either. So unless there's, you know, complete emergency, taking that little bit of time, that little bit of step back, it, it just is going to make both of you come out of that eventual conversation in a much better place, a much, much, much better place. The thing is, is that boundaries can be about what you want as well as what you don't want. And you'll know if a boundary feels good to you when you say it out loud to someone and put it into practice. Because even if it requires an uncomfortable conversation to put that boundary into place, listen to your gut. Because when you walk away from that conversation, you have to ask yourself how that feels for you. And pay attention to that. Are you relieved even just a tiny bit? Or are you feeling super anxious and like even more overwhelmed than you were before? If you're putting in a boundary that is going to ultimately help you, you're probably going to feel a tiny bit relieved. Like if somebody asked you to um, help out with, uh, I don't know, like a charity project and you said yes, because you feel guilty not saying yes, but you already have a ton going on at work and you've got a lot of family stuff going on right now and you are barely keeping it together as it is. And you end up going back to them saying, you know what? I'm really honored that you want to include me. I just have uh, too much going on on my own plate right now to be able to give it my full attention, but I would love to uh, help you find someone new by uh, day after tomorrow to take over and uh, then they'll be able to give you the full attention. That's all you have to say. By the way, most of us, and I have done this again, like so many times, my instinct would be to add something onto that as even more of a justification. Like, but I'd love to help help out next time or something like that. You might not love to help out next time. <laughs> like if it's just not your jam, don't make it sound like it is and give the impression that another time is basically guaranteed to be better for you because it might not be. And if you aren't into that particular project anyway, and you kind of know in your heart that you're, 
likely never going to be, that it's just not your thing, own it. Own it and be okay with that. And you don't have to, to justify that. It doesn't make you a bad person. You know, even if it's something like, like a really great cause or something, great, maybe that just isn't the right good cause for you. Maybe there's another cause out there that is going to make you feel really good and fit better into your schedule and just work so much better for you. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to go and justify that. The thing is that it's going to get easier to determine how these boundaries work for you that you're setting up for yourself over time. It's going to get easier to tell over practice. And I've got eight different things here that I want you to think about when it comes to putting boundaries into place. So number one is to know your own limits. Some boundaries you might not even realize you have until someone crosses them, but use that as a gift to learn from. Because you can't expect others to know your boundaries if you aren't aware of them yourself. So once you figure out that you have a boundary that you maybe didn't know that you needed to have before, then make that other person aware of that boundary. And then if they cross it again, then you know that you have an issue. Then, you know, you have the conversation with them. And, and if they continue to cross it, then that's going to be a, a different scenario where you need to really think about how much involvement you maybe want to continue to have with that person. But you have to know your own limits. People are not mind readers. They can't, they can't see inside our heads to figure out what our own boundaries are, especially if we don't even know them ourselves. So we have to know what our own boundaries are. Number two, this one is really important. I know I checked this, I know I mentioned this one before, but check in with your gut and your intuition. One of my favorite questions, and this is one of my favorite coaching questions too, is how does that feel for you? And when I turn the question on people like that, people will often, um, like, especially if I'm talking about clients or something, people will often ask me a question and look to me for the exact answer. But the thing is, is that you already have the answers inside of you. And there's a difference between being a teacher and a coach. And a teacher passes on knowledge, which is amazing. A coach helps you recognize that you already have the knowledge. You already have everything that you need inside. And your biggest source of that is your gut and, and intuition. And a lot of us are so out of practice in tuning into that and listening to that, that we are constantly looking to external sources to tell us the answers and to tell us how we should feel. You don't need the outside stuff. You don't need the, you don't need that outside bullshit. You already know what feels good and what doesn't. So you have to start practicing, getting used to asking yourself, how does that feel for you? Okay. Number three is to watch for red flags. And what I mean by that are certain feelings coming up that can be very, uh, they're, they're most common when boundaries are being triggered and crossed. So anger and resentment are often signs that you have boundaries being crossed, or even just kind of this really overall general feeling of discomfort and not the good discomfort, but like the discomfort that's like kind of bordering on anxious and just not feeling great at all. It's not, it's not exciting discomfort. It's like a, Ooh, this feels heavy and not great. So those types of feelings are red flags. And if you are having a lot of anger or anger or resentment towards somebody, you need to dig into that because it probably means that there are some boundaries being crossed somewhere along the lines. Number four is to be kind. And this ties in with number five, which is to be direct. <laughs> so when we are 
explaining our boundaries to people and putting boundaries into place. We want to be kind about it, of course, but I also think that being direct is a best practice and being direct is one of my gifts. But the downside of being direct is that sometimes people can take it very harshly, even when it's not intended that way. So if people are um, maybe just not used to that level of directness, they might take it like on, on a really kind of personal level when it's not necessarily intended that way. So that's why the being kind part is extra important because sometimes I can say something very directly and just sort of matter of factly, but someone might take it in a way that I didn't intend it. So I always have to try and, and really remind myself of that and, and be careful about that. So we don't want to beat around the bush here. We do want to be direct, but we need to be very kind about it. Number six is to trust the process. Trust the process and trust yourself enough to set boundaries, even when you're fearful of others' reactions. And this is hard shit, guys. This is really hard because we have to trust that others will handle our boundaries however they'll handle them and trust that the people that belong in your life are the ones that will respect your boundaries or at minimum be willing to have an open and honest conversation about those boundaries to understand them better and to understand your viewpoint. And that those people who belong in your life, they're the ones that are going to be willing to have those conversations and to have them honestly and openly. Whereas the people that maybe aren't meant to be in your life, at least maybe not right now, maybe they need to do some more learning on their own and they're going to circle back to you too. That definitely happens, but we have to trust the process and it's really hard. It's really hard. It's really scary. It's easier said than done. There is so much fear surrounding that, but trusting the process and trusting that we can't control other people's reactions, which would you rather have? Would you rather would you rather control someone else's reaction and then have them end up being angry and resentful? Or would you rather end up with the anger and resentment when your boundaries continuously be crossed and you're getting really upset about it and it feels really shitty to you, right? Like which one, which one do you have to pick here? Because ultimately you are the one who has to take responsibility for you. And if you're allowing your boundaries to be crossed all the time, that's your responsibility because it means that you aren't putting the consequences in place like we talked about before and actually enforcing them. So number seven is to understand that guilt, at least initially, and, and depending on how few boundaries you currently have, might be a really natural and expected part of this process of putting more boundaries in place. And using that opportunity to check in with your gut though too and circling back to that previous point are you in in your integrity for you if so you're going to be able to show up as the best version of yourself for you and for the people that respect you and your boundaries so there might be an adjustment period where you're putting these boundaries in place and you're feeling kind of guilty about it but it will be worth it too and speaking of worth number eight the last point is to know your worth. And this is, this is kind of the most important point of all, because if you don't think you're worth it, why would you need boundaries? Because exercising boundaries is going to challenge you. It's going to push you to do better. And none of that will be possible if you don't think that you are deserving and worthy of respect from yourself or from anyone else. 
So knowing your worth is a really important part of this process. And this takes hard work. This is not, this is not an overnight thing. This is, this is a continuous lifelong process because your boundaries are, are going to be changing as well. They're going to be changing and growing and evolving with you. And things that you maybe tolerated 10 years ago, I guarantee there's some things that, that you tolerated then that you don't tolerate anymore. And that's only going to continue to shift. But ultimately, what it all comes down to is knowing that you are worth putting those boundaries in place and requiring that respect. There's a Brene Brown quote that I really, really love. And she says, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. That's really powerful. That's really powerful. And that's something, that's a, a point that I really wanted to hammer home. And, and she just phrased it so beautifully, I, I couldn't have put it better myself. Because when we know that we're worth it, when we love ourselves enough, we can we can put those boundaries in place, even though we know that we might disappoint others, we might upset others, we might throw them off their game a little bit, right? But setting those boundaries is ultimately for our benefit above all. And that's important. It might feel selfish, but it's really, really important. And we can't blame other people for crossing our boundaries if we don't make them clear. It's our responsibility to set the boundaries for ourselves and to protect those boundaries. And additionally, setting boundaries and sticking with them, it's a commitment. It is seriously a commitment because it's not always going to feel comfortable. They take work and they, these boundaries take dedication like anything else. Plus, I really want to, to encourage you as well to have some compassion for yourself and for everyone else too, like for anyone else especially because you're on this journey along with the people closest to you in your life too, right? You're not, you're not just all by yourself in this. You are setting boundaries that are going to involve discussing them and having conversations with them about with, with loved ones close to you as well that are going to be interacting with you. And these boundaries are going to be really important when these people are interacting with you and vice versa. They will have boundaries that you need to respect as well. But having a lot of compassion involved in this entire process, especially as you're learning more about it and, and putting these practices into place is going to be really, really important. And I think just make it that much simpler, just a little bit easier on yourself and not being so hard on yourself. And there's a handful of things here I wanted to, to suggest. I mean, these could be potentially journaling prompts if, if you like. Things like, uh, I deserve blank or I will no longer let people blank. I need to blank to protect my energy. What do you need to protect your energy? Or what do I tolerate from others that is draining me? I'll make sure to reference those in the show notes and you can end up using those uh, to journal about it and kind of dig into a little bit more because those can really start to help you establish some of those boundaries and to figure out what you'll tolerate and what you won't. And where your priorities should be and what you need to start putting into place to feel your absolute best and to show up your best, not only just for yourself, but for everyone else too. It's, it, these boundaries are just so important. And I absolutely love this topic because it's, there's so many different directions that we could take this. And I'm just really excited to hear about some of your boundaries. 
and maybe some boundaries that you have had crossed, maybe some boundaries that you have changed recently as well. I have started putting boundaries in place where I am very protective about my, my morning time, literally until about noon. And it's because I've, I've started to determine that that's when I seem to get the most work done and the best work done. So I'm, I'm being really protective around that time. And if people are trying to reach me or they, they want to do something in that time or, you know, booking client calls or something like that, I have been saying no pretty well across the board to all of those because I'm being very protective of that time. Because when I let that time be used for other things, my energy ends up drained in, in a way that it doesn't when I, when I continue with those things, but just in the afternoon instead, you know, client calls and, and stuff like that. I love doing all of those things. They just seem to work much better for me when I do them in the afternoons. So I, one of the many boundaries that I've started putting into place is being very protective of that time. I would love to hear how this goes for you. I would love to hear what resonates with you the most. Um, some of the boundaries that you have maybe started realizing you need to be enforcing more, maybe some brand new boundaries, maybe some old boundaries that you used to have and they've now shifted. I'd love to hear about all of this. So take a screenshot, uh, share it on social media with somebody who needs to hear it. I would absolutely love to see that. Make sure to tag me. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach and send me a message about this. Let me know how boundaries feel for you and the kind of work that you've been doing on them or the kind of work that you want to start doing on them as well. I'd love, love, love to hear more. So make sure to tune back in on Tuesday. Uh, there are lots of great things coming up on the podcast. Um, two new episodes every week. And uh, I know I keep dropping little hints, but there's, there's a lot coming down the line very soon. So in the next month, month to month and a half, uh, you're going to see some, some shifts starting on the podcast and some new things added that are really exciting. And I'm just, I'm very pumped about it. So I can't wait to share more and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.